0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Falato, joined, as always, by Chris Flum. And today, Chris, we're going to continue to provide numerical values on each position group. Only now it's not the offense, the defense. We already did the offense. So if anybody wants to check that out, please go to the Saturday show. So let's go to this defense, bro. And let's check out where the biggest positions of need are as the Giants are turning to the 2023 NFL draft. So let's start with the edge spot. Because Chris, in my opinion, and seemingly in your opinion as well, It appears like the edge position is a low-key need, and we'll get into exactly why, but I want to, since I haven't introduced you yet, kind of want to throw it to you and have you opine on the Giant's current edge group. So let's do that, and also, how you doing, buddy?
2: Yeah, I am doing pretty well. Yeah, I just, as an aside, I went and saw the uh, Dungeons & Dragons movie yesterday. A lot of fun. Highly recommend, even if you you are-
1: Dungeons & Dragons? I did say that. Oh, I don't I don't think I've ever uh, dabbled in the Dungeons and Dragons Realm was it cool?
2: Yeah, if you get a chance to go see the movie, go see it. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh Chris Pine plays the lead. He has a good performance. Hugh Grant also in the movie. He has a very good performance as well. Uh this isn't a movie podcast, but you know, if you get a couple hours of free time for some reason not watching tape, go out and watch the movie.
1: Well, it seems like the Giants could use some Dungeons and Dra- Dragons along the defensive line and at the edge position. So let's start right there with the edge group. Give us your opinion on the overall, I guess, feel of this position group. Because to me, man, it's uh, you have a first-round pick from last year, a second-round pick from the year prior, but I still think this edge group needs some work.
2: Yeah, I, I. that is exactly the way I feel about it. When they are on the field together, Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojalari are a dynamic pairing. Uh, Thibodeau, I think, is quickly becoming a very well-rounded starting edge defender. You know, he can play the run. He can rush the passer. He has a knack for making impact plays in high leverage situations. Uh, Ojolari, Aziz Ojulari. that is, yeah, you know, he is fast, he is explosive, he is bendy as hell. Not a great run defender right now, but he is... He kind of fills the role of O.C.U. Minura to Thibodeau Strahan, if I can make that comparison. But behind those two guys, you know, there there isn't a Justin Tuck. There isn't a Matthias Kiwanuka. There isn't a JPP. Yeah, you know, they the Giants don't have a whole lot of depth at their edge position. You know, Timon Fox is a guy we both like. They, the Giants re-signed Jihad Ward. Yeah, but there isn't really that guy who can step in and either let one of these two guys rest, step up and be an impact player alongside one of those two guys or fill the void. If either one gets hurt, which is something we saw quite a lot of last year when both Thibodeau and especially Ojolari got hurt.
1: So what's your number? If you have to assign a number 10 being the greatest one being we don't really need to invest in this position, what number are you at?
2: I'm at an eight on this one, actually.
1: And I I like that, Chris, I I do. I didn't mean to cut you off there. But I also wanted to kind of posit this as well. When looking at a Wink Martindale defense, he stresses this so much, this is positionless. So I also think we need to kind of bring the defensive line into this same discussion with the edge group because there is a player who is technically an edge who is six foot five, 290 pounds, who can play defensive line named Jihad Ward. So I wanna kind of ingratiate the defensive line into this conversation along with the edge because when you look at the edge group, If Jihad Ward is playing some defensive line, who the hell is backing up Aziz Ojalari and Kayvon Thibodeau? You're talking about Ellerson Smith, a guy who cannot stay healthy, and an undrafted rookie from last year, who we like, but if we're going to be honest, is a replaceable player. So we're not talking as a fan base, Chris, about the edge group that often right now. But I really feel like we should be discussing them because if you look at a lot of teams who compete for Super Bowls, if any fan base knows this, it's the New York Giants with their historical impact they've had at the edge position and pass rushers in general. Look at Philadelphia this last year. You need a solid rotation of pass rushers. And if the Giants suffer one injury to Aziz Ojalari or Kayvon Thibodeau right now, man, like what are we talking about? Like the, the edge is a pretty damn big need. I have it at a seven. You have it at an eight. I'm right there with you, buddy.
2: Yeah, that isn't a commentary on Thibodeau, Ojolari, Jihad Ward, Leonard Williams, you know, those guys. It is just, there's really nothing behind any of them, and the Edge is a position where, especially as... as we've seen with Wink Martindale, he loves sub packages. He loves rotating guys on and off the field. You want to keep these guys healthy. You want to keep them well-rested for the end of the fourth quarter at the end of the season. And the Giants are the team that coined the term you can never have enough pass rushers. And I really think Joe Shea needs to look long and hard at adding another one. Now, maybe not in the first round, uh, we'll have to see how the draft board falls, but I could see a real argument for adding one at some point in the first two days.
1: I'm right there with you, man. I think it's one of the... Like I said a little bit earlier, it, it, we're not discussing it that much, but if the Giants spent their second round pick on an edge, say if one of those edge rushers fall like a Will McDonald or a BJ Ojalari which I don't necessarily see, but I didn't think Aziz would fall to the Giants in the second round after they traded back twice already. So it could happen. I wouldn't be shocked if they brought in another edge rusher earlier in the draft. I don't think it's going to be at 25. I'm right there with you. We'll get into some of the positions that I feel like the Giants could invest in at 25 here in a little bit. But edge is one of those low-key needs that that uh, I feel like good football teams, they have a lot of good edge rushers. And the Giants right now, they have two, Kavon and Aziz. And Aziz was injured basically the entire season. And this bleeds right into the defensive line. I still think the Giants need to make investments into the defensive line. This could be a, a tweener edge defensive lineman that Wink Martindale can use in a variety of different ways. They have their base personnel set. And I'm comfortable with their base personnel of Dexter Lawrence. Leonard Williams, and Raheem nunez Rochez. I feel like that is a good tight front right there. You can have Dex at the nose, Lenny, and Nacho. Those are your two four-eyes, your two four-techs, however you want to employ that front. I feel like that is a much better base personnel package than anything the Giants had last season. And I did like Nick Williams, but after Nick Williams went out, it was an absolute disaster on the defensive line. I still think you need depth there because DJ Davidson, Vernon Butler, and Ryder Anderson, I I just don't know what to expect from an injured DJ Davidson, Vernon Butler, Ryder Anderson, I'm not relying on too much. So I have this as a seven need. So it's on par with the edge rushers. I, I still think edge might be more important, but again, these two position groups, they kind of bleed into each other in this defense. What are your thoughts on the Giants' needs along the defensive line?
2: Yeah, I think they are connected. I am at a six on this, just a little bit lower than you, but mostly because the Giants just added Nacho, and so far, Dexter Lawrence has proven to be pretty durable out there. Looking down the road with Leonard Williams, I don't know how much longer he's going to be on the team. The Giants seem perfectly happy to eat his salary cap number right now, but... Who knows that they could work a, uh, an extension out with them to try to lower that number Uh could just kind of wait and see what happens, what his year looks like. Yeah. I think this is a very good defensive line class overall. And I think there are guys kind of throughout this draft class who could really help the giants defensive line, help give them the depth that they lacked. Yeah. You know, there's, A couple guys i really like uh that will probably be available on the second day like uh, keanu benton out of wisconsin or zach pickens out of uh south carolina but who knows could maybe even look at kalijah cansey out of pittsburgh although now he's starting to be talked about as a top 10 player as a top 10 pick in this draft so that's going to be i think very interesting i think it's a a position that the Giants certainly could and should look at but I'm not sure if the just because of the lack of injury concerns there if it's quite as urgent as the edge
1: can an interesting one because I don't know exactly if his skill set how it translates with wink Martindale depending on How they want to utilize him because he is a straight up one gap penetrator and Wink Martindale utilizes those types of concepts. I'm not saying that he doesn't, but how well is he going to anchor down in place? That's kind of my question when you're talking about allocating a top 30 pick on a player like that in this specific defense. I think he fits perfectly into an even front three technique, just disrupt the offense. Like Martin Dell doesn't really run that type of system. And I'm sure a player with his athletic ability and skill set, Martin Dell, will find a way to leverage those talents. But there are some other defensive linemen like Mozzie Smith from Michigan is a player that I feel like the Giants could be interested in. Uh Gerben Dexter from Florida is another one, interior defensive lineman, big athletic guy. And then a player that I really like, and I and I kinda he caught my eye when I was watching BJ Ojolari, and that is Jaquelin Roy from LSU. He's a player who aligned a lot, knows lot one technique. I think he could be like a really good player to, to spell Dexter Lawrence, big body, really quick off the snap. I'm not sure if you got eyes on Jaqueline Roy yet, but he's definitely one who I have my attention on. Have you watched him?
2: Uh, not specifically, but I, he did catch my eye as well when I was watching BJ Ojolari and yeah, I, I do like him. I think he's kind of an under-the-radar defensive tackle, which is kind of an easy thing to be. You know, unless those guys are really out there making splash plays, it's easy to kind of gloss over them if you're not specifically watching them. Yeah, you know, the Kalija argument, that I think would be very interesting. Uh, just an interesting one to be in the draft room for, because there's also the other guy... Adeboware out of Northwestern. And he is very similar to Kalijah Kansi, if not actually actually more athletic with the same frame. I do wonder if one of those guys were there, if Wink would just say, you know what, I'll make it work. But then you also have the Mozzie Smiths and the uh, Siaki Ika out of Baylor as just these massive just boulders in the middle of your defensive (laughs) line.
1: And I know you like the Tennessee kid Byron Young. I believe there's a Byron Young from Alabama as well. We're talking about the Tennessee kid who's more of a edge rusher whereas Byron Young from Alabama is more of an interior defensive lineman. And I know he's an older prospect, but he's an explosive dude off the edge, man.
2: Yeah, he really is. I I think if Nolan Smith hadn't had the combine workout he did, a lot more people would be talking about Byron Young. Yeah, you know, he's 25. He's yeah, you know, former juco player had a really long and winding road up to the nfl draft at one point he was uh i think managing a dollar general or something like that managing a convenience store sent out his highlight reel tape to colleges and eventually got an offer from tennessee and then you know COVID happened all of that but he is really one of the freak athletes In this draft class, I think he had a ten-yard split in the one fives. So, I I said to you after our last podcast that if you get a chance to watch this kid, watch him because he's good for at least one wow play every game.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do that once I get into Tennessee's defense a little bit more. But the edge rusher, and I know we already went over edges, man. Like Darian Beavers is a player who was utilized on the edge, played edge at UConn before transferring to Cincinnati. So maybe he will fit into that edge group in certain sub packages. Like you said a little bit earlier, man, Wink Martindale, he diversifies his personnel and his personnel packages so well to 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 combat what the offense is trying to accomplish and what they're trying to do. And in this draft class with the edges specifically, dude, there's just so many different body types here. There's those guys who are like 240, 245 pounds. And then there's guys who are like 290, like the Keon Whites of the world, who are like 285, the Tyree Wilson, who's going to be gone way before the Giants pick. So it's just kind of fascinating how they're all kind of grouped into the same bucket as edge rushers. But these guys are not even close to being this similar type of players. And they're going to be specific based on the defense that they slide into in the NFL. But the unique thing about Martindale, and the reason I'm bringing this up is I think he can use those two hundred and eighty pound guys. I think he can use those two hundred and seventy five pound guys, and I think he can use those two hundred and forty five, two hundred and fifty pound guys. So, like any of these edge rushers could fit into Wink Martindale's defense, and you can't say that about every defensive coordinator in the NFL.
2: No, not at all. Like the what we had saw previously with like uh, Perry Fuel, like that. The, there are some, maybe even a lot of defensive minds where they just have their discrete boxes and. You know, a defensive tackle looks like, you know, this, whatever their archetype is, you know, six foot three, 315 pounds, uh, you know, 33, 34 inch arms, you know, whatever. And then you have either a defensive end or an outside linebacker and whatever. W- with Wick Martindale, it really is a positionless defense, at least in broad strokes, where, yes, you have a defensive lineman, but you could have a 340 pound Dexter Lawrence or a 290-pound Jihad Ward, and both of them are considered defensive linemen, and there is a role for both.
1: There absolutely is a role for both, and I look at the linebacker group now. We transition there. You and I have the same number, so I'm just going to spoil this, Chris. We both have the linebackers as an eight need, and I think I believe edge is a bigger need right now. I know I have it listed different on the, on the sheet. It's mainly because the Giants did get Bobby Okereke and the Giants are also bringing in Deion Jones, which we just learned for a workout. We'll have to wait and see if Deion Jones ends up getting signed here. But I look at the linebackers in general. In this draft class, there are some guys at the top who, if the Giants were to go in that direction, they would be a linebacker. They would be an edge rusher. They would just really be a chess piece for Wink Martindale to leverage. And that's mainly who I'm talking about is Drew Sanders from Arkansas. He fits into that boat. But I even think like guys a little bit later, like DeMarvian Overshone from Texas is a player who who can act in that role. Because I don't really see many true linebackers in this class of what we think of linebackers I think Jack Campbell really fits that bill. He's somebody who is a, I could stack and shed. I can play within the box. I can really do anything you ask me to. Whereas a lot of these other guys are just kind of athletes running around, is sort of how I have said it in the past. I haven't seen Toa Toa yet, the kid from Alabama, but like Trenton Simpson, he aligned everywhere. He had that like Isaiah Simmons type of role at Clemson, for a lack of a better term there. So, what are your thoughts on the Giants' current linebacker state? and how this class sets up for a possible investment somewhere throughout the draft.
2: Yeah, I think this is a a draft class with a lot of potentially good linebackers. Like you said, there, there are a lot of athletes playing the linebacker position for the giants. Drew Sanders to me is very, very interesting because of his background as an edge. He was an edge at Alabama before going to Arkansas, transitioning to off-ball linebacker. Like we have seen that work very well. Most notably with Micah Parsons. Now, I don't think True Sanders is going to be Micah Parsons, but we do know that it, it is a skill set that can be used, especially as teams are more willing to use undersized pass rushers. Jack Campbell, I think, is really super interesting because he was—he's a lot more athletic than I gave him credit for. Watching Iowa's tape, I mean. He has a 9.98 Ras you know he's six foot four five eighths, 250 pounds he's got a 10 foot broad jump, 37 foot vertical. he had a 6.743 cone which is just absurd for that size and a one58 10 yard split which was better than most of the edge rushers out there now yeah his 40 yards slowed down a little bit to 465. But that's still pretty darn good, and i I think he could be almost like a, uh, a Kyle Kyle Vanderesh type player, or uh, actually, it's it's hard to look for a, a comparison without going to like Brian Urlacher or, or something kind of ridiculous yeah. like that. But that is the kind of athletic skill set you're talking about, and. I think Wink Martindale with his positionless defense and having Bobby Okereke here, they maybe could get or find a good use and every down use for a player with Campbell's size and athleticism where maybe he plays as an interior linebacker on one down. and Maybe passing downs goes out to maybe maybe even be a, a rush linebacker, something like that.
1: It could be. I mean, that really fits Drew Sanders as well, if he can kind of iron out all those issues that he has just kind of playing within the box. But the Giants need to play Jalen Hurts twice a year. They need to find ways to contain that rushing attack, They need to find ways to have a quarterback spy, and they need to find smart players, overhang players. And this is going to bleed into the secondary a little bit, who know how to effectively fit zone read plays and, more importantly, the RPO which has proliferated around the NFL over a while. But before we get into some of those secondary pieces, Chris, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in.
1: All righty, buddy. Let's get right into cornerback. I will give my value, and my value is 10. Yes, I think cornerback is the biggest need on this Giants roster in a Wink-Martindale system where Adoree Jackson is a void year after this season, and then you have really no long-term plan other than Cordell Flott. You signed Amani Oruarie, Leonard Johnson, and players like that. Darnay Holmes is on the last year of his deal, and I just look at the corner spot, man, and I'm just like, dude, this is this is precarious. Not only is this a Wink-Martindale system that likes to run a ton of quarter personnel, a lot of secondary pieces out there, but dude, the NFL is a passing league every NFL team has multiple wide receivers who scare you. Just in this division, you have Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, you have C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, you have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. You have those tight ends that are also in this division in Dallas Goddard and that's where we'll focus because Dalton Schultz is no longer in Dallas but maybe Jake Ferguson can step up. You need to have players who are athletic enough to cover in this passing league where the just rules are bent for the offense. And I don't think the Giants have that right now. So I look at the 25th pick And to me, given the talent that's entering the draft class, it appears like there could be value there at 25, where the Giants can make that selection, bring that player in. It could be a Dory Jackson, that player, battling with Cordell Flott to be the starter, let the cream rise to the top. And then after next season, a Dory might not be here anymore. And then you can have those two young cornerbacks. Hopefully a Dory Jackson can step up. You also have Aaron Robinson, but you don't know what you're expecting with there. I just, uh, I don't feel great about the current corner situation right now, all things considered.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm just slightly below you at a nine, but I, I don't have a problem saying that this is kind of a hair on fire need for the Giants, especially with Wink Martindale and the way he likes to play defense. What with all of those cover one press man coverage schemes that really underpin all of his blitz schemes and enable his blitz schemes, you need guys who can cover to do that and. Also, the attrition at the position. Just cornerbacks get hurt. It That is just a fact of life in the NFL. These guys are incredible athletes, but they're constantly asked to do just awkward things. They run backwards at full speed and then turn on a dime and do it all reactively. They don't have the initiative in the play, and it, that's just very, very difficult for any human to do even a ridiculously athletic one. And like you said, you look at this draft class and it it is just brimming with talented cornerbacks. I would not be at all surprised if we see a dozen corners get drafted in the first three days. There are, there's just so much depth at this position that there are guys who will be starting and good starters this year as rookies that we just are not talking about guys that are really getting lost in the shuffle because of how many talented corners there are
1: and there's quite a bit man and i don't think deontay banks devon witherspoon or christian Gonzalez will be there for the giants at 25 but you're looking at players like cam smith who the Giants have on the top thirty visit the kid from South Carolina, I'm eager to get in his film. I'm going to do that probably either today or tomorrow. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State does he fit well into a man coverage scheme? A very long physical player. I think he's good in press, but man coverage. I have some question marks for for a top twenty five pick. Keely Ringo, excellent vertical type of speed, excellent linear athlete. In terms of change of direction. There's some question marks. I really want to watch Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State. I got to dive into that. Julius Brent's a little bit more of his own guy, but I could see how the Giants would be interested in him. I don't think he's an inept athlete. He's actually a really good athlete. Just doesn't really have the recovery speed. He was like 99th percentile and 96th percentile in the vert, the broad respectively. DJ Turner. I mean, the list goes on and on. I just think the Giants are going to have probably, they're not going to have their pickings because there will be at least three or four corners selected before they pick at 25, but the Giants can definitely find somebody who will assist them and assist this defense and their past defense and hopefully be a cornerback one moving forward after a Dory Jackson.
2: Yeah. And I think they really have to do that just because like you said, th- their depth is questionable. Wink Martindale loves absolutely loves defensive back, heavy sub packages. He loves to have six, seven, as many DBs as he can fit on the field. He loves, he will do that just because of how it lets him disguise his coverages and just send more speed after opposing quarterbacks. And I have to say, I did, I have watched Emmanuel Forbes. I've got a scouting report out on him. I think he might be the real wild card in this Mm. draft class, at least, at least at the cornerback position, because he is whip thin. Like if, cordell Flott's size is a concern for folks emmanuel Forbes emmanuel forbes gained weight to be at 170 pounds for his pro day however dude has asante samuel level ball skills i almost want to say ed reed level ball skills he is a ball magnet out there you you do not get six interceptions returned for a touched for touchdowns by accident And it wasn't just in bunches because he had three touchdowns in two separate years. It it is rare the way that he moves. He is an incredibly fluid mover out there. He has legitimately oily hips and very quick feet, but he is 170 pounds. (laughs) So I could see teams having wildly different draft grades on him and i'm going to be it's going to be absolutely fascinating to see where he goes and i actually do kind of keep coming back to cam smith for the giants because if they're not overly concerned with size cam is a little bit undersized he's uh, about six foot maybe a couple eighths of an inch underneath 180 pounds so he's he's slight himself good speed four four i really like his feet i really like his hips i love the way he competes he is, at least mentally, in the same mold as Stephon Gilmore and JC Horn were. He he's a he's a brawler out there as a cornerback, and I could really see that appealing to Wink Martindale.
1: And that gets us to safety. So the Giants lost Julian Love and they brought in Bobby McCain. I like Bobby McCain. I think Bobby McCain is a is a better football player than than maybe we're letting on, but it is a step down in my opinion from Julian Love, I have the need at seven. So it's comparable to the defensive line. I think the Giants need to add somebody at the safety position. I find it to be a a unique, not a unique situation, but it's gonna tell a lot about how Joe Shane and this coaching staff feels about Dane Belton. If the Giants were to go out and select a safety, say at 25, or maybe in the second round, more more so. Because I think Bobby McCain is going to be like a 600 snap type of player on this deep. I think he's going to play a lot, depending on if the Giants invest in this position. I think they they don't view him as a liability. But as we've said, man, this team likes to run a lot of sub package. They want to have three safeties out there. I think they like Jason Pinnock. I don't know if they like Dane Belton. We'll have to wait and see but you still need, I I think this roster could still use another safety. And if Brian Branch was there at 25, I don't think he will be. That's where I feel like the conversation gets really interesting because it's not your biggest need, but it's still a need.
2: I actually have this as an eight as far as need goes, but I also tend to believe that the safety position or the presence of a good to great safety is more important for defense than a lot of other people do. Just because I, you look at what a great safety is allows the defense to do. It can be absolutely transformative. There are a lot of things that a defensive coordinator cannot do. If they either don't have a very versatile safety or a safety, they can absolutely trust to apply the double team where it needs to be, or to lock down that deep middle of the field and the giants have Xavier McKinney but he is getting close to his free agency the giants have to make some they're going to have to make an effort to retain him i think it's basically starting this year and then Bobby McCain you know he has a very similar skill set to Julian Love i i don't know that he's as good a player as Julian Love was but i think by and large the rest of the giants depth is further away from Julian Love than Julian Love is from Xavier McKinney. So we had Love step up and really lead the back end of the Giants defense when McKinney got hurt over the bye week last year, and they were able to continue without really missing much of a beat. I am not sure how well right now the Giants are able to replace Julian Love without missing that same beat.
1: It's going to be interesting to see how Joe Shane attacks this draft, because with a quarterback making as much money as he's making, $40 a year, with Dexter Lawrence and Andrew Thomas, those contracts possible, market-setting type of deals, on the horizon, you need to get the most out of these cheap rookie contracts. You need to hit in the draft. And I'm confident that Joe Shane will do so, especially now, as he's alluded to, and as he's mentioned, that he is really comfortable drafting the, for what Wink Martindale wants. Whereas last year, he didn't know Martindale that well. So I guess we'll have to wait and see. But Chris, do you have anything else on the Giants defense and and what position groups they should be really focusing on as we head into the draft?
2: No, but I, I do just want to uh, uh, mention Brian Branch because you, you talked about him. You said that could be very interesting and that could make make for a very interesting conversation in the draft room if he happens to be available at 25 I definitely agree and I think if he is there he very well could be the pick because he could address two different positions he's got experience at safety he's got experience at corner he is almost a rich man's version of Julian love with his ability to play the slot or to drop back and play free safety or do almost anything you want or anything you need in, in the defensive secondary. And after him, there's kind of a gap I think with the rest of the safeties in this draft class, that isn't to say the giants can't add a quality one. They absolutely can, but Brian Branch is a, is a name I am definitely keeping an eye on if he happens to slide.
1: Same here. I mean, that's going to be a fascinating conversation. I just don't know if he'll be there at 25, but crazier things have happened. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please, if you have not done so already, like and subscribe to the podcast. Head on over to our YouTube page, Big Blue View, and go check out our website, bigblueview.com, where we are extensively covering the New York Giants heading into the NFL draft. Thank you, everyone, and have a lovely day. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you
2: might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment.
1: Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.
0: More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier.